Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are coming to you from South Africa, where we just arrived a couple of days ago. And this is the beginning of a longer trip that we're doing in the region. And we hope to bring you lots of interesting conversations about some fascinating places that we visit along the way. And to that end, yesterday we did our first real tourist activity since we've been here. And it was to visit a place called Chimp Eden. So, Wendy, what's that all about? Chimp Eden is a sanctuary for rescued chimpanzees. And it's run by the Jane Goodall Institute. Jane Goodall is a scientist who has worked with chimpanzees for many decades and has really done a lot to educate the public about their situation and uh, and about uh, how they really do need our help because many of them are suffering in different ways. So the ones in Chimp Eden, the ones who we visited yesterday, there are 32 chimpanzees living there at the moment, and they all have their own different backstories. So some of them are orphans whose parents were killed by poachers who were hunting them for their meat. Some of them were kept in zoos and other roadside attractions for entertainment. Some were being kept illegally as pets. And some of them were research subjects and they had to endure some pretty horrible um, testing done on animals in research laboratories. Yeah. And what's interesting is that, as you said, each of them have their own story and you can when you hear the stories, you can see the differences from, from the different situations that they came from and that they were rescued from and how that has created, unfortunately, different problems for those individual chimpanzees, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. But just getting back to the bush meat mm-hmm. trade, I mean, I wasn't even aware until yesterday that people ate chimpanzee meat, um, which is a bit disturbing. But what I did find interesting was was that we learned how in Central Africa, which is the natural habitat of chimpanzees, there are different views among the traditional people who live there about chimpanzee meat. And so, for example, there are some places in that region where people believe that if you eat chimpanzee meat, you will become as strong as a chimpanzee um, because chimpanzee is about eight to ten times stronger than a human of the same size. And so, For those cultures and for those people, the chimpanzee meat is prized. But then for some other cultures, they believe that eating chimpanzee meat will bring evil spirits. And so they avoid eating chimpanzee meat. So I just found that interesting that even within that, the traditional viewpoint um, and within the traditional cultures, there are two different views that are diametrically opposed about chimpanzee meat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, different human cultures have different views on lots of things, including animals. And um, unfortunately, our views can often have a negative impact on the animals that we live with and live nearby. Okay, so we went to this sanctuary yesterday. Um, There are 32 chimpanzees, like you said, and they're in two different enclosures. And so that means they're two different groups. So they live to a certain degree, as they would in the wild in terms of the the social interaction within the group. And so there's an alpha male, for example, in both groups. Although in the first group, the alpha male has recently been overthrown, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite interesting. Basically, three of the other males kind of ganged up and fought the alpha male 
and you can actually still see some of his injuries from that fight and he's now no longer the alpha male but they haven't decided who the new one will be yeah so it's up to the three who overthrew him it's up to them to fight it out among themselves and decide which of them is going to be the new alpha male and i guess whoever becomes the new alpha male then has the pick of the females who they who they want to mate with Mm -hmm. um and so we had two different viewing platforms where we we watched them in their enclosures um and so as we said before, there are many different stories and it was nice to hear the individual stories of some of the chimpanzees. And I think you were quite touched by a few of those. Yeah, definitely. You really can see their individual personalities. And once you hear their own personal story and their own history, then it becomes all the more clear why they have certain personality traits and why they do certain things that they do. Uh, So there are many stories that I would love to share, but I'll just share one of them, uh, which is the story of a chimpanzee named Cozy. And for me, he was definitely the most memorable. And he didn't seem to like us very much. (laughs) He was actually quite aggressive, and we had been warned before going over to that section that uh, Cozy probably would be aggressive and that he likes to throw rocks and stones and... Uh, fistfuls of sand and anything that he can find he will pick these up and throw them at visitors and he did he threw rocks at us several times and um, it was a pattern that we could see every time he did it he would start by doing this little dance and making noises and then charging us running up to close to the fence and then throwing something at us and clapping and then running away he did it at least five or six times while we were there And um, at first it was scary and intimidating. And then um, after people saw that they probably weren't going to get hurt, then they started laughing and thought that it was funny. Uh, But once we heard his story, I definitely didn't think that it was funny. Um, Cozy has suffered a lot of abuse. So he started out in a research laboratory where he had to undergo all kinds of horrible experiments, um, drug testing done by a drug company. And he was one of the lucky few who survived that because most of the chimpanzees in the laboratories don't survive. But he was then sold to a traveling road show, like a traveling circus, basically. And he was forced to wear clothes, human clothes, and learn tricks and do things like, you know, standing on his toes like a ballerina and things like that. And then his owner died, and so he was inherited by someone else who was part of this traveling roadshow, and she just kept him locked away in his car- in her caravan for seven years, still kept the same clothes on him. So he was wearing this really tight pair of jeans for seven years. And of course, he grew during that time, and the jeans stayed the same size, and they actually... Uh, prevented his hips from developing properly because these genes were so tight on him. And when he was finally rescued, his rescuers had to cut off the genes with a pair of scissors because they couldn't remove them any other way. They were so tight. So after hearing his story, um, I definitely understood why he was taking out his anger and his frustration on the humans who were coming to visit him because he's had some pretty awful experiences with humans in the past. And it also seemed that some of the other chimps get a bit tired of his behavior as well. And so, yeah, it's just also another, I mean, it's something that's sad, but it's another interesting thing that 
the interactions that they have with each other are also affected by their former lives uh, before they uh, came to the sanctuary. Yeah, I mean, they are a family group now, uh, kind of out of necessity because they've all been put in this place. And it is, you know, it's a happy ending for them compared to where they came from. Uh, this is a much better life. But yeah, they're kind of thrown together with these other chimps and some of them they may get along with better than others. And uh, I guess it's like humans too, you know, we uh, we don't necessarily get to choose who our family is. And, um, you know, sometimes there's conflicts, but overall they seem to get along pretty well. Yeah, and as you said, it is a much happier ending for them, although it is a little bit unfortunate that it is the ending. Um, and so it's a rescue sanctuary, but it's not a rehabilitation sanctuary because the chimpanzees are kind of too far gone in terms of their interaction with humans and then they wouldn't be able to survive in the wild. And so they're not going to be able to be released back into the wild. Um, but this is the next best thing for them, I guess. Yeah, so um, hopefully the situation in their native areas will improve because that's another thing. I mean, even if they did get to the point where they could live independently and fend for themselves, they would probably just be killed by poachers or caught, um, you know, to be sold to zoos or as pets or things like that. So until the situation improves in Western Africa and Central Africa, which is their homeland, then there's not much point in trying to release them back into the wild. Yeah, but at least they have a good home now at Chimpa Eden, and it was a really great experience for us to go and see them. It was. It was, and I highly encourage anyone who is in the area to go do it. Um, it's pretty close to Kruger National Park, which is the most famous park in South Africa. So if you're planning to go there, a visit to Chimp Eden would definitely be a great addition to that trip. listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Music